0: Rattani and you're listening to the power of a woman's pleasure the podcast that teaches driven women like you how to live with more pleasure intimacy and presence if you want to feel like a queen in the streets and a goddess in the sheets then look no further this show is for you if you love this podcast share it with your fellow queens and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts hello gorgeous ones and welcome to episode 2 of the power of a woman's pleasure I am your hostess with the mostess, Kelly Ratney, and I am here to guide you back into pleasure, back into juicy, juicy intimacy and deep, deep presence. So this is episode two. I'm still so excited to be doing this. I love talking. I love teaching. I love pleasure. I love talking about orgasms. I love talking about sexuality. I love talking about women's empowerment. And it is so, so necessary. And it's not ever going to not be necessary. And I feel like now, you know, because women, we have it all. Right? We're ticking off the boxes, we're doing all the things, we've got the careers, the cars, the clothes, the whatever, 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 you put your list of things that you have accomplished and acquired in there, and we are still lacking this like fundamental thing called pleasure in our lives, play, flirtation, sexuality, sexual energy, intimacy, being in the mood, hello, Not even talking about sex, I'm just like in the mood for for life in general and appetite, right? So today's episode is gonna be about the pleasure revolution, and today we're gonna talk about why we're not experiencing pleasure the way that we are actually physically and energetically designed to, and what are some things that we can do um, to bring that back on board and really claim that for ourselves. So Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your time with me. Um, and you, by just you being here, says to me, it also says to yourself in the universe that, like, I am ready to have my cake and eat it too and not worry about these goddamn calories that the industry keeps telling me I need to worry about. Right? I'm ready to move my body in a way that feels good instead of this, like, self punishment at the gym trying to fit into my fucking skinny jeans all the time. So, You know the pleasure revolution is really that it's a reclamation of something that has been lost something that we have forgotten about something that's been taken away from us and denied for you know a kajillion billion years um for those of you that know me you know i talk a lot about like patriarchal structures i talk a lot about um imbalance in energy and and i also talk a lot about like what we are experiencing as a collective of women Right is this, this 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 like self-sacrificing energy that we've all got sucked into, um, as 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 a sign of success, where it's like, look, I'm doing everything for everyone, but I like I'm doing is absolutely nothing for myself, and it shows. You know, I don't mean it shows because like, you know, Instagram and and Facebook and and all of these social media platforms, like all of us look like we're living our best lives, right? We've got the shoes, the clothes, the cars, the careers the the alkalines the things that say like hey i'm doing i'm doing it i'm doing all the things i'm supposed to be doing so why do i have this fake smile suck on my face and why am i having these fake orgasms and these fake conversations and and this fake laugh you know what's what's that disconnect so let's talk a little bit about why we don't experience pleasure so historically um you know and energetically like in a timeline women have not been safe to express any emotions right you cannot experience pleasure if you also are not willing to experience pain pain pardon me pain pain you get what i'm trying to say it's also really challenging to experience ecstasy if you cannot experience rage and then if you can't experience it, you definitely can't express it, right? So if we look at how women have been conditioned to operate in society, and like you're all intelligent women, I know you all probably know this, but for so much of it, all of our existence has been denied. Our emotions, our our creativity, our sensuality, our eroticism, those are all things that are terrifying and scary as fuck to, to men who are in that gross toxic masculine space of like, divide and conquer, and ownership and dominion over women, right? That's what the patriarchy is, like dominion and ownership over, in this particular instance, women. So when women didn't even have ownership over their own thoughts and feelings, and certainly they weren't safe to express it, you create this container of fear, and, and the fear eventually we eat it up right? it's like, well, if all these other people think we're so scary, right? You think about, like, the story of... But, y'all, I'm not... I am not religious. I respect you if you are. That is your choice. I do talk a lot about the story of Eve. I talk a lot about the story of Lilith. I talk a lot about the story of the Virgin Mary. This is the work and the study that I do. Um, so it's not... This is not... Uh, it, it's, it's church, but it's not the church that you know, okay? So... When we're talking about firstly, you know, the story of Eve where we have um, banishment, right? Because she pursued something that she desired. And in her case, it was knowledge and wisdom and happened to come in the form of biting off of the, the tree of life, the tree of knowledge, the tree of wisdom, whichever word resonates with you. And she wanted some of that. She was like, look, Adam in this Garden of Eden where everything is dull and perfect and like nothing ever happens and we do the same fucking thing every day and I'm just sitting here staring at your fucking ass. Um, I want more. I want to know where I came from. I want to know the truth of who I am, right? And so, you know, she takes that bite of the apple and you know, the, the patriarchal version of God, you know, pops into the Garden of Eden or however he shows up. And it's like, ooh, Eve, mm, you're not supposed to want things. And if you do want those things, you're definitely not supposed to act on them. And now you're a bad girl and I'm going to banish you, right? And then the story, you know, however, wherever you follow suit on that is, you know, she was banished and, you know, she's banished out of the Garden of Eden and beyond the walls is hell right, it's suffering, it's, it's it's death, it's like fucking violence, it's the worst, there's no juicy apples, or so we were told, right, so we, we, and I mean, we started even before those stories, you know, women in denial, but that's a really big one energetically, and it's a story that most people are familiar with, it's also a story that comes in different contexts in lots of different religions. So whether you're religious or not, this is something I also want you to really um, kind of wrap your head around. Whether you're religious or not is, is beyond the point. The fact that the story exists and it's repeated and it has an energetic truth to it, it inevitably lays on top of you like a fine veil. It doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter if you don't believe it. It doesn't matter if you do believe it. It exists and therefore it creates like a subconscious narrative for all of us to live by, men and women included in that. So when we're looking at this idea of not being able to pursue something that we want and you look at a big picture like that and a big story like that, And then you see different stories down the line, years and years of women being persecuted. You can think about the witch trials that have happened over the centuries in different countries in different ways and shapes and forms of persecuting women for practicing something that they wanted to practice, right? Like learning something that they wanted to learn, participating in society the way that they wanted to participate in, and anywhere from the way that they wore their hair to the words that they spoke to the clothes that they wore. And so you might be thinking in your head, yes, Kelly, like, I hear all of this, I've watched the movies, I've watched the Netflix series, like, I get it. However, what you might not realize is that because we are energetic beings, and, and you're going to have to forgive me if I'm blowing my mind, your mind right now, um, hang on to your hats, right? If this is the first time you're hearing this, well, welcome. If it's not, then also sweet we're all energetic beings and if we understand the truth about energy is that it is has never been um you know it's it is always in a flux of creation it's always in a flux of transformation that it can never be destroyed then we can begin to understand that the energy let's use the witch trials because those are those are pretty huge and they're slightly more recent and everyone presumably is familiar with them So if you take the energy that's existing during that time when women were being persecuted for, I don't know, growing gardens, having their own money, um, having ideas, wearing their hair a certain way, dressing a certain way, enjoying sex, having an orgasm, not having an orgasm, giving birth to babies, not giving birth to babies, um, having a miscarriage, not having a miscarriage, having a menstrual cycle, not having a menstrual cycle, basically your entire existence, just for being, you with a pussy, became a problem right your pussy has been the problem since day one ladies i hate to tell you that that's why it's important to reclaim that power so you with the pussy you are the problem and we have this energy of fear and scarcity and death and violence and persecution and don't show up this way don't show up that way don't you dare be seen and heard don't you dare have ideas don't you dare have you know xyz abc that energy didn't go anywhere. Right? That energy didn't go anywhere. So how I teach it is like a golden thread. So if you can imagine that each of us has an abundance of these golden threads, there are our energetic stories, there are ancestral stories, our karmic stories, and they all tie back to different places, people, things, events, different energies and different times. So what ends up happening is as we're moving through our lives these stories still exist, right? These stories still exist, that energy still exists and they get carried through to us. So you might be thinking, well, what does this really have to do with me? It has everything to do with you. So if you now think about your day, you get up in the morning and you have a meeting, let's say you have a meeting with a board of investors and you are getting ready to leave, you're getting dressed and you really want to wear, maybe you have this like fucking bomb ass pink pantsuit and you really want to wear that
1: and then there's a little
0: voice inside your head that says oh well no maybe don't wear that because it's not very professional or so-and-so might be there and you know he always comments on your clothes or Such and such might be there, and she might think that you're sleeping with the blah, 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 blah. Like, we have these storylines about our appearance. We have these storylines about how we're allowed to act and interact, what we're allowed to receive, what we're allowed to give based on the fact that women have been, you know, persecuted forever for just showing up as themselves, or not even showing up, just existing, right? So then when you're really wanting to show up as yourself, and you're like, you know, I'm going all in on myself, I'm going to step into my personal power. I'm going to create this authentic life that feels good to me. And then you start putting the brakes on all over the place and that self-doubt comes and it's like, oh, well, you, are you sure you should say that? I don't think you should say that. Maybe you shouldn't wear that. Maybe that's not very professional. Maybe it's too sexy. Do you think it's too sexy? I wonder if I should wear that. Maybe it's too serious. Maybe it's not sexy enough. I don't know about this color. What do you think about this color? Like it, We are like riddled with self-doubt and it's because... It's a pattern that you learned over, you know, centuries and over generations of how to stay small, how to stay hidden, how to stay safe, right? And those are all very valid points and they were all very real and in some instances still are sadly, you know, we're not, I'm gonna safely say that we are not out of the woods yet as far as our physical, our rights to physical safety in the same way that um, men are and so, Um, when you're going through that and you're seeing like, well, you know, I'm not really experiencing the levels of pleasure I want. I'm not really living in the kind of joy that I want. I don't see this abundance that everyone's fucking talking about all the time. You know, I'm doing well, I have money, I feel pretty good, but why do I, you know, why does my confidence waver? Why can't I, why can't I have an orgasm? Like these people are talking about these mind blowing orgasms. Like who are these fucking people having these orgasms, right? So when we're still stuck in this place of like, ooh, I don't really know if it's safe for me to show up fully. I don't really know if it's safe for me to say the things I want to say without being criticized or rejected or, or blah, 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 blah. It creates this really suffocating energy. And that's why I refer to this a lot as like suffocating success. Is it's you know, in the work that I do and the women that I work with, and what I'm witnessing is it's like the more successful they become, the more responsibility they have in their corporate lives, you know, in their careers, the more they're taking on, the more ambitious they are, the more suffocating it becomes in terms of them being able to experience real joy. You know, their libido essentially tanks. Their ability to have these beautiful mind-blowing, like earth-shattering full-body orgasms doesn't exist anymore. They get caught up in in doing and 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 keeping their place, right? Like that's another big thing too is is this fear of like, you know, I have to earn my keep here. I have to show them that I'm the hardest working, that I'm the best, that I'm the most serious about it. And that fucking sucks, right? Because that stifles a whole lot of things. So when we look at the historical narrative, around women being able to make choices for themselves, receive pleasure for themselves, you know, even decide that they want to be sexually intimate with somebody or not has been, you know, that's like a fairly new concept, consent, hello, right? All of those things pull us out of being able to receive pleasure and being able to live in pleasure. And also, as I mentioned before, when we aren't given safe spaces to express ourselves, like express our voice, express our sadness, our sorrow, our rage, our anger, our joy, that also creates a physical suppression, right? So when we're not even safe to speak what it is that we want to speak, you know, when we're, you know, we're told things like calm down or don't be too emotional or, you know, those like side jokes, like, oh, is it that time of the month again? Like, oh, you know, are you are you having a hormone thing, is this hormonal, you know? Um, it leads us to self-doubt, it leads us to believe that our voice in space and our physical self in space isn't as worthy and isn't as desirable as our male peers. So when you think about the word desire, right, if no one desires the fullness of us, right, when we're in a corporate setting or in a family setting, it doesn't have to be corporate, there's lots of Family karma drama stuff that we have to all work through. But when you're in a setting that doesn't allow you like to express your desires, it doesn't and the desire isn't there for you to show up fully, you're gonna internalize all of that. And guess what? Like your pussy now becomes on lockdown. Right? Like your sensuality gets so shut down you become sensually bankrupt your eroticism is something that is terrifying and shameful and sinful and all of these words um, that are used to describe women's bodies, that are used to describe women's appetite, their sexual energy, like all of that, like heaven forbid you as a woman are horny, like, you know, like sound the alarm bells, the world is coming to an end, a woman is horny, like, you know, we must be in the fucking apocalypse, right? So, we're given our all these like guardrails around our desires, around our messiness, around our wholeness. So when it comes to expressing pleasure or experiencing pleasure, because here's the other thing too, whatever it is that you cannot express, you also will not be able to receive Right? So wherever you're denying something, you know, you don't want it to leak out, right? Like, if you think about it like that, it's like, okay, you're feeling ragey. Like, and there is, there are times where your rage is so beyond righteous, it's ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Like, righteous rage is a key, key component of, of actually of, of pleasure. You might not see the correlation, but you you'll get there, right? So when you're not able to express something, you're not able to receive something in return, right? You create these blocks all over the place. So if you're in a situation and you are like, this is not okay, this behavior is not okay, I am not comfortable with this, and you sit there and you don't say anything, and look, I'm not judging you. Like we all tolerate shit. We tolerate poor behavior, we tolerate bad conversations, we tolerate racist comments, we tolerate fucking intolerable things, we tolerate circumstances, we don't like people, we don't like outfits, we don't like pain that we are way beyond worthy of. Right? We tolerate all kinds of stuff because we've been doing it for a fucking age. Right? Like You have been tolerating shit since shit was shit. Your grandmamas, grandmas, 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 grandma was tolerating shit. And so we've just taken that on, right? So when you're in the practice of tolerating, and by the way, tolerating and tolerance are not the same thing, right? Having tolerance for someone while they're learning, having tolerance for someone while they're navigating, you know, a new way of living. You know, maybe you work with a coworker and he is really, really working hard on on recognizing that he has like sexist tendencies. You can be tolerant of his learning, right? Like, and he's learning and he's trying and he's making effort, but you do not need to tolerate locker talk. And you don't need to tolerate bad pay. You don't need to tolerate bad mattresses. You don't need to tolerate bad sex, shoes that are fucking hurting your feet. Like you don't need to tolerate these things. You can, you can simply make a choice that you're going to move out of tolerance and into pleasure. Right, so we tolerate, we tolerate, we tolerate, and what happens when we begin to tolerate? Right, we constrict, we suppress, right? We're biting our tongue, we're we're not speaking our truth. So what ends up happening is we actually have an accumulation of energy in our body that is supposed to be exiting out of our mouth, but it's not, now it's stuck. Interesting fun fact, you have three diaphragms in your body. You have the pelvic floor, You have an actual, your diaphragm that we are all familiar with that hugs the bottom of your lungs. And then we have a third diaphragm in your throat. Y'all need to go right now, you're listening to me, hopefully it'll still keep playing. If not, come back to it. And you need to go and Google vocal cords. Go on, Google image vocal cords. I'll give you a minute. Yeah, right? When I tell women to do this, it like blows their fucking mind. So now you can see how if you start by tolerating and not speaking, right, so now you're biting your tongue, you're swallowing your words, you get that constricted feeling in your throat, now you're looking at the vocal cord image, I know you are, if you do not know what your own pussy looks like, this is an opportunity to have a look in the mirror, because they are exactly the same. They look exactly the same, All right? So now you can start to see if you're not speaking your mind, if you're not speaking your truth, if you're not saying what needs to be said, and you're swallowing it down and you're suppressing it, now you can probably begin to see the correlation of why you don't have orgasms, why you're never in the mood, why you feel so shut down and turned off, right? Everything belongs together. We are this beautiful, beautifully energetically integrated piece of art, yet we compartmentalize ourselves like we have these separate lockers, you know? It's like, oh, this is my career locker. This is my, my relationship with my mother locker. This is the relationship with my food locker. This is the relationship with my money locker. This is the relationship with my sexuality locker. This is my locker from my ex-husband. This is my locker from my best friend. And it doesn't work like that. It's all one. So if something is funky and off energetically over here in this idea of being able to express yourself, right, being able to speak safely, being able to speak confidently with clarity and ease and poise and grace and power, then you better believe there's a whole host of other things that are being affected by that, including and not limited to your finances your sexuality your relationship to your children your relationship to your partner your relationship with your body they all matter and they all count and they're all related so now we have a habit right we're all about habits over here right because you all have read you know High Performance Habits by our friend Brandon Bouchard. We all read, like, The Most Powerful Woman in the Room is You by Lydia Fournette. We've read the books, right? We've got the habits. We're doing the good things. We're meditating. We're, you know, we're, we're drinking our green smoothies. We're working out. We're tracking our performance. We're, you know, we're doing the right things. So why is it that we still have this habit that no longer serves us of suppressing our emotions, denying our feelings, clamping up when we know we want to say something, right, tightening everything up, pulling it all together, staying fortified, right? How many times have y'all said that? I'm just holding it all together right now. I've got to hold it together. I don't have time for a meltdown. I don't have time for... And look, I hear you on all of that, and I was that way too. I used to joke about that. I was like, I do not have time for a meltdown, so I wouldn't even tap into the work. You know, I had the habits, and I was doing all the high performance things, and that was all good, but there was this element that was really missing for me, and that was pleasure. That was my sexuality. That was my pussy power. It was all of those things that I didn't even know I needed to know. Does that make sense? Like, I didn't even know I needed to know those things because I thought I was doing okay until I freaking definitely wasn't doing okay, right? And so for those of you that don't really know my story, it was like after we, we had a gym... My ex-husband and I had a gym, we had like over a thousand members, we were doing really well. We had a house, car, beautiful life, we traveled, we had a beautiful child, and after my daughter was born I had such severe postpartum depression, rage, anxiety, like what, all of it, anything basically postpartum that you can like mix into a concoction and serve, that's what I had. And from the outside world looking in though, my life was fucking ticking along perfectly. I had money, I had a good career, I was contributing to my community, I contributed to charities, I was making a difference for youth in my community, I was doing all these great things. Happy marriage, beautiful child, smile, 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 fake orgasm here, fake orgasm there, whatever, no harm, no foul. Right, everyone's doing it, we're all faking it. Right, and then we're not, because we can't anymore. Right so I had no idea that I needed pleasure in my life. I had no idea that I needed to heal and empower my sexuality. Like that wasn't in the high performance habits books actually. Brandon, you're a great guy, but you missed that one chapter. Right? So I had no idea. I had no idea until so I started deep diving into what actually was missing in my life. Cuz this was this was me and this is what a lot of my clients come to me with. Is You know, everything's going really great, like I just don't know why I don't feel passionate. I just feel kind of flatlined. I just feel down. I feel tired. I'm not energized. I'm not excited about anything anymore. You know, I've worked with a lot of women in different areas of of corporate sectors and and entrepreneurs, and one of the things that ends up happening is that they lose kind of their, their passion, their purpose. Right? They're disconnected from their families. They're definitely not having sex with their partners. They're not interested in being intimate with anybody. You know, they're convinced that they're doing this all by themselves, and they might as well just keep going on the road all by themselves. And and it doesn't need to be that way, right? I never would have known that though had I not began the process of really investigating that myself. It's like, okay, well, I have all this, and I have all this stuff. I'm doing all this stuff. Why do I still feel this way? Why do I still feel like? this underlying current of like loneliness or, or misunderstood no one understands me and I just feel separate from right I felt separate from people because I was separate from myself and it wasn't until I really tapped into the power of my own pleasure what did that mean what was available to me what have I been missing that I really understood so as we begin to look at the areas that we're not experiencing pleasure and why that is that's great chances are we're not going to change your work culture overnight right we're not going to change some things overnight but what we can do is we can start recognizing in ourselves where we're denying ourselves first and foremost and how that creates that energetic block so using your voice is by far one of those powerful tools to connect back to yourself that has nothing to do with sexuality. I mean it does have something to do with sexuality that's not what I mean but otherwise a lot of the exercises they have a lot a lot to do with like getting in touch with your sexuality but using your voice is a really good place to start because what it says to you is it says I've got your back I've got your back I am going to stand beside you And be here while you express yourself because like I said before if we cannot express we can't receive right if you think about bliss if you think about ecstasy if you think about a full-body orgasm yes there's an element of you that's receiving but there's also an element of you that is expressing out energy right so for those of you that haven't had an orgasm for a while I can assure you that that's exactly how it works Um, And then I encourage you to commit yourself to a daily orgasm for probably fucking forever, the rest of your life, realistically. So when we can't receive, we cannot give out, and vice versa. So the first place that you can start is really speaking up. And it's going to feel super, super uncomfortable. However, the more you do it, the more personal power you gain, the more personal autonomy you gain, the more personal authority you gain. And then before you know it, you are saying exactly what you need to say in a way that is well received. Because that's the other thing too. Like, when I'm talking about speaking up, I'm not just talking about, I mean, go and be a loud mouth. I am absolutely loud mouth.
1: However, I do honor
0: and recognize that some of you work in corporate settings and there are some people that you have to see every day and you might need to ease into this whole entire situation. I mean, I think it's kind of like a wax. You just have to rip it off and get going. However, we always want to ensure that when we're communicating our message, whatever it is that we're asking for, whatever it is that we're trying to communicate is well-received, right? Otherwise, we're not going to get what we want. And I want you to get what you want. I want you to have everything that you want. I want you to be that woman that other people look at and they're like, shit, she's got everything she wants. She always gets what she wants. I want you to be that person. Because it's A awesome b it's fun and it makes everyone feel good like everyone feels good it's not your job to make everyone feel good but if you take your job of feeling good seriously people around you will feel good the people that don't will just simply fuck off so what i am trying to get at is starting in ways that feel safe and good to you so this can even be the way that you communicate with yourself right if you notice that you have a poor habit of communicating in a shit way with yourself it's like okay What can I start saying to myself that's going to be more effective? Start there. If you notice something, if something makes you feel uncomfortable, if you need to have a challenging conversation, start start having those, right? Let your voice be heard. If you have something to say around politics, around religion, around, you know, you don't like that, I don't know, your uncle uses racist terms. Like, let him know that. Do you know what I mean? Let him know that. And, you know, I don't mean that all of a sudden that person's gonna change, but at least you're saying it, right? And that's showing you that you, A, are creating safe space for yourself, and B, that you're taking this seriously. It also opens up your vocal cords. And if you haven't already done it, go ahead and Google image vocal cords. You might be blown away, right? So the more our vocal cords are open, the more our sacred sexuality is open, your pussy, your yoni,
1: is open,
0: right? And an open energy is energy that's able to receive. Closed off energy is is stagnant. Nothing can come in. And if it does come in, it's like choppy and weird. Do you know what I mean? So go ahead and do that. Start practicing speaking. And this even goes back to, for those of you that listened to episode one, about like the power of your story, right? Speaking your story to people that are safe, that you trust, right? It's not everybody, but it's somebody Right? And it's just practicing that 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 beauty of uh, vibration through your vocal cords to to manifest words. Like how fucking miraculous is that? You don't think you're a miracle, just just speak. That's it. There you go. The miracle's right there. So what can we do to shift, um, you know this like this lack of pleasure into into is receiving pleasure so that we can actually be, part of the pleasure revolution, so that we can start that pleasure revolution all on our own, right? So speaking your mind, speaking your truth. The next thing is slowing down, slowing down. Slowing down used to put me into actually like a fit of rage. Like I used to get so much anxiety with the idea of of slowing down my speech, slowing down my movements, slowing down how I ate, slowing down how I walked. Like y'all, I used to be like, you know, a million miles a minute, like with everything, you know, like everything, the way that I would read, the way that I would speak. I mean, I'm a fast talker, um, but I used to talk even more quickly. If you can imagine that and I moved quickly. Everything I did was at a fast pace, like, and I was so jam packed in my schedule that there wasn't, you know, it was like, there wasn't a minute for anything other than things that were productive. Right, like even my resting things were like productive things, you know, it'd be listening to like an audiobook or reading a book that was self-development. And I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for being the best version of myself, the highest version of myself, claiming my own personal power, living like a fucking queen. But there has to come a time where you're just like doing things for fun, you know. And that's another thing that you might want to check in on. Is fun part of your daily repertoire? And I don't mean like snippets here and there, but like is fun and pleasure and joy something that's like like sewn into, into your days. So um, when, you're, when you're looking at that, so it's like, okay, so slowing down. So slowing down does not mean just stopping everything, having a complete free out and trying to relax. Slowing down means taking more time washing your hair in the morning gonna sound ridiculous I prescribe my clients when they first come into my programs a two-minute hair washing homework and now you all are gonna be like what are you talking about of course I wash my hair but I want you to wash your hair for two minutes I actually want you to so you're gonna this is how you're gonna set yourself up you're gonna be in your bathroom you're gonna set your timer for two minutes and 30 seconds because let's be real by the time you turn on the water Find the correct temperature. You're not going to have your phone in the bathroom. That's like super... Or in the shower. That's a terrible idea. Um, you know, by the time you get in there, and get yourself situated, that's probably about 30 seconds. So by the time you start actually washing your hair... Now, to be clear, I am talking only about hair washing. I'm not talking about conditioner. I'm not talking about putting the hair wash on, you know, your shampoo in your hair, and leaving it while you shave your legs. I'm talking about... Washing your hair like a hairdresser washes your hair, right? You're going to get in there, you know, like sudsy and like rubbing your scalp and in behind your ears. And you are going to lather, massage, and sit there and wash that beautiful head of hair of yours for exactly two minutes. So your timer is going to go off. At first, you're going to feel like they're there for about three hours washing your hair, your shoulders are going to hurt, you're going to have all kinds of monkey mind being like pissed off because you have things to do. And like, oh, I could be shaving my legs at the same time or blah, blah, blah. I leave my conditioner on for two minutes anyway. So it's sort of the same thing. It's not. I promise you there is a rhyme and reason to this hair washing exercise. And after you do it for seven days, you will be a different woman in terms of being able to stay present with something that brings you pleasure right so present in something that brings you pleasure the better we get at that the more able we are to be present during times that take us away from pleasure right when things are uncomfortable when things are hard so you are washing your hair for two minutes you're going to rinse and then you're going to do whatever the fuck you want in your shower conditioner shave your legs do whatever like the the, the day is yours and you're going to practice that for seven days, and you're going to take note of what happens to the rest of your day. So usually around day one, it's annoyance, right? It's like I don't have two minutes to wash my hair, Kelly. Why in the fuck am I doing this? And you're thinking about all the other things you have to do. That that you rinse, you slather your conditioner, you probably nick your legs shaving because you're in a hurry, and you're you know you're pissed off. And you go through your day. Day two might be a little bit of the same. You know now by day three though, you're like, oh, I'm going to put some music on. You know, I'm going to, I don't even, I'm gonna just put the music on and you like the timer goes and you're like, okay, cool, not annoyed and you flow through your day, you know, day four, you've like got it down to an art, you're excited, music's on, you're lathering and you notice that everything else during your day has a nicer, slower feeling to it, a little bit more like honey, right? So it's slowed down, it's, it's sweet, it's smooth. You know, and, and by day seven, you are like flying high. And suddenly you realize how many thoughts, you know, distract you from pleasure, how many times you're not present. I mean, cause that's the other interesting thing about pleasure is it's really, really hard to experience pleasure if you're not present. It's also really, really hard to create presence when you don't feel pleasure. They're one and the same. And so the exercise isn't so much that you need to wash your hair right, obviously we all need to wash our hair. The exercise is more about slowing down to find yourself in that task, right? To find yourself in that task so that when you're going to become physically intimate with yourself or with somebody else, you are able to find yourself in that task rather than feeling disconnected from, right? How many times does that happen to you? You're, you're, you're about to have an orgasm and all of a sudden the orgasm disappears.
1: Right, because you have
0: separated from yourself. Right? You're with your partner or you're with somebody and you're going to be physically intimate in a safe, consensual space. And you suddenly just are not really there anymore. And you're, you're all of a sudden running through like your grocery list. I don't know if you all watch Sex in the City, but I watch Sex in the City and I remember distinctly an episode, I don't remember what episode it was, maybe it was in the movie, and Miranda, our super famous, go get her a lawyer, totally stuck in the masculine energy, of task-oriented, disconnected from herself, her and her partner are having sex, and she literally says the words out loud, can we just get this over with, right? How many of us have been there? Maybe you haven't said the words, can we just get this over with? Or like, y'all, I used to go and get massage, I go for a massage probably twice a week now, but when i would go for massages i was so uncomfortable with the idea of relaxation and receiving right that i would be freaking out i'd be running through my list of things i had to do i would be annoyed by the time that hour was done now i go for i'm like three hours i'm like give me a body scrub rub me down wrap me in like some sort of cocoony thing with rose petals like tickle my head like i'll be here all day right but it never used to be that way and it took diligent dedication to myself in order to receive so you have some homework you have some homework um you know recognizing where are you not experiencing pleasure get really clear on that probably it's lots of places it's not just one place and um what what pulls us out of pleasure right we talked about um you know feminism we talked about the history the collective history of women why you still feel like you're not fully safe in being seen being heard expressing yourself being the fucking fabulous queen that you are and then what can you do about it start talking start talking start talking start talking start expressing yourself because where we express we can receive where we're not expressing we can't receive and then do yourself a solid and you mean know, your hairdresser will be blown away wash your hair for two minutes right wash your hair for two minutes see how it goes, what comes up, commit to doing it for seven days, seven days out of your fucking life. It's like 14 minutes out of your life. You can do it. Slow that down, become present in the tasks that you're performing through the use of pleasure. And I promise you, you will begin your very own pleasure revolution, which will turn into a pleasurable way of living, which in turn equals more joy, more presence, more orgasms, that radiant glow that we're all looking for and we keep buying anti-aging creams for it's all available to you if you tap right into presence and pleasure so as always I'm sending you so much love I hope that you found this episode to be um, eye opening in the least and don't forget Google image vocal cords let me know what comes up for you. I will see you guys here at the power of the woman's pleasure next week. I'm standing with you in love and power and committed to the pleasure and the rising of all of us. Love you guys. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you loved this episode, I need you to do me a favor. Please share it with a friend or onto your social media platforms. Give it a rating and write a review so more fabulous women can find this podcast and get turned back on to their sensual success. I am sending you so much love, and I will see you here at The Power of a Woman's Pleasure next week.